The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they all saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. I think I set myself up. I believe Holy Trinity is one of the most difficult Sundays of the year to preach. And I'm the person who puts the preaching schedule together. And I think I should have stuck you with this one, Father Larry and Father Jack or Deacon Tim, because Holy Trinity is tricky because there's so many things that we can get drawn into because we're looking at the depth of the core of the mystery of God. And so many people think that the mystery of the Trinity is really a math problem or something that's just illogical and doesn't make sense, like three equals one. It's not that at all. It takes us into the depth of the mystery of God and challenges us to open our minds to think deeply and to look with an open mind and an open heart. And what are some of the things we find when we look deeply at the mystery of God in the world around us and the mystery of God as he's revealed himself to us? Well, it doesn't take us very long, and we discover that God is a mystery. God is a mystery. And that sounds really highfalutin and and fancy, but there are mysteries all around us. For example, matter, stuff, the mystery of matter. When I was a kid, it was all about atoms, and then protons and neutrons and electrons and then wavicles and muons and gravity waves and I just saw in the news this week that they had discovered or they had mapped dark matter to give us a better picture of how the universe works their string theory and it seems like every time we learn something new we realize that there's even more that we don't know That's a mystery, that we can know it, but we can never really fully comprehend it. And we look at the mystery of the universe and the stuff around us, and we realize we can know it, we can know about it, we can know it pretty well, but there's always more that we don't know. And there's more that's inviting us to explore more deeply. God is a mystery like that.
And God is a mystery even more than that. Because God is the creator of all of it. God is transcendent. He's beyond anything we can understand. Our words fail. That's why preaching is so hard on this day, because the words don't work. We don't have words that, that can describe and understand and put a box around God. The words are not strong enough. And we don't have ideas or concepts that can get a box around God because God is too big, too glorious, too amazing to be put in any kind of conceptual box. God is transcendent. All those words and all those ideas are just little stepping stones. But as soon as we step on one, we kind of have to leave it behind to take the next step so that we can move forward and deeper and deeper into the mystery of God. God is a mystery. But God is also personal. God is personal. And what does that mean? Well, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan. My family watches all the Star Wars movies, and you talk about the Force. God is not like that. God is not the Force. God is not like gravity or positive energy or vibes. God is personal. If you want to know what that means, look at the person sitting next to you, if you're sitting close to somebody you love. Look in their eyes, and you'll see a personal mystery. Or if they're not here, think about your friend or a spouse or someone you know. You know them. You know about them, and you know them pretty well. You can even know them really, really, really well. But you don't put them in a box because they can always surprise you because they're personal. They're free. They can choose. They can make decisions that you don't know about where they came from or you don't even like or that can surprise you with how beautiful they are. They're free. They can choose. They're personal. They can love. They can give themselves away in love. They're personal. And when we think about God, God's not just a mystery like some impersonal force, but God is personal. God is free. And God can choose. And God can love. Just like that person you're with today or the person you've got in your mind that you know but you can only know what they tell you, what they reveal to you. And what do we know that God has revealed to us? We look at the scripture, we look at the teaching of the church, we look at Jesus, and we know a couple of things. We know that God loves us and wants to share his love with us for eternity. God loves us, and he wants to share that love with us for eternity. How do we know that? That's the whole story of the Bible. Read your Bible. 
and you'll see God's love growing more and more and more. He freely creates everything, all that dark matter that I don't even know what it is. He freely creates it because he's free. And he chooses the Jewish people. He chooses the people of God because he's personal. And he chooses them not because of something they've done, but simply because he wants to. And he loves them. And he loves us. And we see that most clearly in the Gospels, in Jesus. As Jesus goes about healing and forgiving, we see who God is in Jesus. This mystery all of a sudden becomes very personal and very real. And we know that he wants to give himself to us, to love us for eternity. And we see that in the gospel we heard today. Remember it said that Jesus at the end, this is the end of Matthew's gospel, and he says, I will be with you always until the end of the age. I will be with you, Emmanuel, another name for Jesus, Emmanuel, I will be with you. That's who God is. This mystery is closer to us than we can be even to our own thoughts. The mystery of God, that personal love and invitation. And that's what Devin is going to receive today at this table the mystery of God, who gives himself to you, his body and his blood, because he wants to be so close to you, because he loves you so, so much. That's why we come today, each of us. See, the Trinity isn't an abstract problem but a concrete reality of God that we experience every single day. But it goes even one step further. God loves us and wants to share eternity with us. But you know what? He also loves everybody else, especially the people we don't love. And he wants to spend eternity with them. And he wants to share his love with them. That's the other side, Devin, of why you come forward and you say amen. Because you're going to be sent out there to bring the love of God into a world that so desperately needs it. See, at the end of the gospel with the disciples, the people God had freely chosen, personally chosen, to love and make close to himself, what does he tell them to do? Go. Go. And make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptize means to immerse. Immerse them in this love of God that you've received in your baptism at this table in reconciliation and all the sacraments and all those moments of grace that you've been given, 
go and take that to the world and bring the world to God. The Trinity is a tough mystery. It's beyond our understanding. But in our hearts, we know it. We just can't put it in a box. God's personal love, his choice of each one of us to bring you here tonight so that he can say, I love you. I love you. Go and share my love with the world.